everybody. Good evening. It's Monday night, 7 o'clock. That means it's time for the yard sign. We appreciate you tuning in. As always, on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Periscope, and uh, again, uh, we ask you to follow us also on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're all over social media. We appreciate you for watching. It's the most important relevant podcast in politics. I'm your host, Johnny Torres. Let me see if I can find my fancy little graphic here. There we go. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we're going to talk about this week's news. Again, a lot has happened since last Monday, uh, even right up to the beginning of of this show so we have a lot to talk about we're going to jump right in it but uh, i'm going to go ahead and start turning up the mics for the troublemakers sitting at the big table and uh you know it's our <laughs> usual cast of characters <laughs> over here and i haven't even turned on the camera and you guys are already causing trouble over what there. did i do <sighs> we're trying gosh. we're trying to start our watch parties johnny we're trying to start our watch parties okay <laughs> all right from left to right uh that beautiful teddy bear right there that's an evil cabrera hey, how you doing sir very good very good it's a good good monday good i know Good days. Sexy man with the open shirt there, man. Can't get enough of that. That's Christopher Kylan. I put my microphone there on purpose. I know. It looks like, uh, <laughs> looks like Jake's rubbing off on you there, buddy. Uh, yeah, you Happy know. Monday, y'all. Good to see you. I know. All right. And then, of course, that beautiful gentleman on the far right, you know, who uh, makes uh, Justin Timberlake look like a sloppy Joe is uh, Jake Hoffman. Uh, yes, so nice, so nice. I forgot what the, what I said last week that you said you liked oh, a lot. La- uh, oh, um, the face of the all of the podcast, the face of the podcast, no substance, something like that. <laughs> I, like, I like that one. I like that one. That is a ha- that's a hashtag right there. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, well, thank you again for watching, everybody. We appreciate you. Let's go ahead and bring up today's list of topics. Uh, let's see, Iowa caucus, no surprise there, um, and uh, of course the mess that that has been. Uh, we'll get into that. The damn primary, which uh, naturally uh, is also a complete disaster, uh, no surprise. State of the Union, lots to talk about there. We'll be picking that apart, and of course, uh, what followed immediately thereafter, which was the Senate trial, uh, and uh, of course the big vote. We'll talk about Trump's acquittal, uh, and, and uh, of course uh, here uh, statewide we had some big news. Uh, with a set of volunteers being attacked over the weekend. Uh, We'll pick that apart and, of course, the ramifications of uh, political violence. Um, and uh, we'll we'll wrap this up with uh, one of Jake's favorite topics, and that's all for transportation, <laughs> and uh, and and uh, the fact that it's being uh, of course discussed right now in Florida Supreme Court, and we'll talk about uh, why that's a big deal, especially here in the Tampa Bay area, um, because that's where it originated, uh, and of course what the fallout could be uh, if this doesn't go their way. So back over to the big table, you guys uh, again. So much to talk about, but uh, kicking things off with, uh, let's see. Uh, Johnny, I'm going to kick off before you start with the Iowa caucus by plugging um, two big events this week. Already? Yes, before we get all the way to the end. We are taking over Um, the show. Tomorrow, if you're around the Tampa Bay area, the Tiger Bay Club, we have two young Republicans that are representing us in a Millennials in Politics dinner. Um, One of them is pretty good. The other one has all right opinions. Um, (laughs) We, but I would, I would support. Um, please come out and support, uh, and he will be on the uh, <laughs> on this on this panel, and then uh, Andrea as well, uh, representing Tampa Bay Republicans. Uh, the event is on Facebook. It's on our Tampa Bay Republicans Facebook as well. And then the other thing I'm going to plug is the Tallahassee Quarterly for the Florida Federation of Young Republicans, which is coming up in about not this weekend but next weekend so if you still want to get more involved with the florida federation of young republicans or what we're doing uh we'll be taking a trip up to tallahassee in 
two weekends. We are pretty excited for that trip. Everyone on this table is actually going to be there. That's so right. We might be able to throw a, a last minute panel. That, well, first off, that's a bonus because like if you come with us and you get to hang out with us in Tallahassee and listen to all of our opinions all weekend. I mean, that is something <laughs> that I would definitely pay $65 for. I would too. I know. That's all. We can move into the actual show now. <laughs> I just uh, intentionally wanted a little bit of an awkward uh, pause there. but All right. Iowa caucus. Hot mess. Does not even begin to cover it. Uh, and, of course, the fallout being that now it's thrown all these campaigns into a frenzy because nobody knows who actually won the damn thing. And uh, Pete Buttigieg, which you guys influenced me to not go, to not get behind because you think that he's got this problem, which he does, you know, with the mind, with the black community and minorities and so of that changes <laughs> yeah. what we're talking I'm about sorry, here this in is Iowa. Iowa. There <laughs> no, are I, less there are less minorities I, there than cows. Like let's <laughs> all be completely honest. I get it, but these caucuses if if he continues to to have this kind of momentum um, could begin to overshadow some of those problems. I, I think. really don't think how you win <laughs> the Democratic Party when you have a minority problem. Don't get me wrong, Iowa, yes, you're not the, who cares. Mm-hmm. And then New Hampshire, these are the the most like largest homogenous yeah, yeah. yeah. populations in the state in the country when it comes to the Caucasian vote. And so don't get me wrong, I, I don't mind us having the, the first primary caucus in Iowa and in New Hampshire, but to say that he won't have a minority problem later on when we get to Arizona and South Cal- yeah. Cal- uh, South Carolina is not really no understanding the map. Yeah, what's important, I think that Johnny was getting at, is that all four of our predictions last week were totally wrong. No, they weren't. I think that we all had Biden up around first or second. I definitely did not. I think we had I think you I had, had Bernie. Biden first. Yeah, I had Biden first. I had Biden either fourth or fifth. <laughs> you said I hope he's so going to be fourth So I was or fifth. my my wish list. I think you're hedging. I was hedging, of course. <laughs> see, I played the stock. Need to see the tapes. Yes, we Yes, I had two two yeah. predictions. One that he he's on the top, or but, one or two, or he completely implodes. But nobody which is what nobody was. Um, Anticipating that Buttigieg was going to be the, the front runner, though, I don't think any no, of us saw, yeah. saw that coming. Has anyone won yet, though? Because we still don't have <laughs> results. <laughs> well, <laughs> Nobody can actually yeah, win this part. Let's get into that part. Um, so yeah, the results are kind of like irrelevant, right? Like nobody got a chance to to actually claim victory, even though they kind of claim victory. victory yeah. um, and there was definitely winners and losers from that night, but or I guess multiple nights at this point. <laughs> Uh, but what the story here is just the complete, you know, cluster F that the uh, <laughs> that the Iowa caucus has been. I was going to use that word. <laughs> oh, that's well, sorry. Well, that, I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, like you look at a, a caucus, which already people were complaining about yes. the process that it was um, there. And everyone's like, why are we doing it this way? Because Democrats kind of, I think, probably knew that this isn't the best way of doing it. Um, but it was complete mess. Right. I mean, you had no results you had a, a an app that didn't work from a company <laughs> called shadow which oh, is just name ever the worst thing ever right and, and like it's and like then, from a moonraker film I know. <laughs> and the thing is is that you have these these uh We're this caucus that is, is a pretty simple thing to run if you really like step back and think about it like and it just shows you that like the ineptitude of the democratic party and then the ineptitude of like government to get involved when they're trying to run things like this. And I mean, and then also then, then you can take the, you know, our side of it, which is probably more of a, uh, was it intentional? Was it, was it something that you think was a little bit planned? Do you think that they were redistributing Bernie's votes to not, to not have him be such a clear front runner? I use the perfect example to describe the caucuses, <laughs> Iowa caucus. And that's a Byzantine empire style <laughs> of voting. Stop using that. 
phrase that in, nobody understands. Exactly. Do you know how the caucuses work? Now we do because so, we had to YouTube it if I, to if figure I, out. If I'm not mistaken, didn't don't people have to like stand in certain parts of gymnasium yes. in order to count yeah. votes? It's fa- like, it's awesome. You have to proclaim you who you support yeah. in front of your neighbors, which I think is a is a crazy. But <laughs> it's crazy. It's really Very peer it's, pressure. It's peer pressure, yeah. but I think that's the purpose of it is for yeah. you to make a decision and then to 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 move where it needs to move. Because if you don't get more than fifteen percent of the vote in that particular caucus, then you have to move. Yeah. So people have to be, and I love that. I idea because again these people have known each other forever yeah it's like a big square dance for democrats yeah yeah it is it is and then it went really really poorly though because democrats can't count so i mean obviously i i mean i made the joke i mean it's like they did this in Broward County. Like it's like, did they did they take notes? Like I genuinely want to know. Like because like, how do you have this problem in all kinds of sectors of the country when you have when you have Democrats involved with running an election? There just seems to be problems. And then they want to come back and blame Russia, which I've I've oh, heard. Oh, I saw that. Heard yeah. that they blame Russia. I mean, like you can't really blame the Republicans. Like we don't care. Like we're our hands are <laughs> off of this. Like that is your problem. That is your mess. And all I want to do is just stick my finger in that wound because like I because it's bad. Like it's really bad. And like in a lot of the other like the Democratic podcasts, the liberal media, they're kind of like they they're they've acknowledged that it's a mess oh, because yeah. so, so many of them were caught like trying to read off results and then every time they try and read off the results like they weren't ready again and so it, it's a whole mess for the liberal media but like our side of things like i just like sitting back and like making sure that we rub salt in this wound. so i was at a party on saturday for the night parade and i'm sitting in a room with a <laughs> bunch of bloomberg budachep and um and warren and biden people and i'm they're all arguing around a convent uh, of a conference room and i'm sitting in the corner drinking and eating literal popcorn and i'm yeah. enjoying this whole time like i i don't know what else to, i this is nirvana honestly so let me add that Chop- <laughs> a, a local wonderful business tropical smoothie cafe has an app <laughs> that functions correctly and they have a lot less people involved than the dnc oh my. but so did you see the videos coming out like these old like 82 year old women have their phones out and are trying to work an app that was sent to them like a day before and this is that happens. wasn't the worst part and, and like i i see this all the time in the tech world is that people like to be like oh well, we created an app that's going to simplify this thing mm-hmm. and it never simplifies the thing like you don't need a separate app to do it like you can extend like accomplish the exact same thing with like a facebook poll or like a survey monkey like you know what i mean like something that you can just put up on a website like you don't need like, the problem is that they go and they get these big investors they have these silicon valley backing and then like they need millions and millions of dollars oh, yeah. to develop an app to count people make bank <laughs> like people cash checks yeah. That word should never have cast checks. Oh, yeah. If there were a device developed in the Byzantine area <laughs> era, it'd be like some wooden, some wooden beads. On an a, abacus is that what you want? Is that what you want? You want an app just just not just moving the beads over I am, every time. I'm someone fairly impressed with you right now. Well, you know, I know a lot of the references. I just think that you know sometimes the Byzantine part, like election is goes over people's heads. I think people can let me know in the comments I think if it I'm crazy. Exactly what happened in us. Iowa. I love it. Now, do you think there's any merit though? to the fact that Pete Buttigieg um, <laughs> had some money invested in this uh, application. He had uh, he was apparently the largest donor among the candidates <laughs> to this shadow company. And it was involved by Hillary literally Staffer sh- as well. No, he's not making fun of the company being like, shadow that's literally <laughs> no, the name yeah, of the company yeah. right <laughs> i i don't i don't like to be able i don't want to sit up here and make conspiracy theories no. i think that you can just look at all the I pieces do. right like the <laughs> the the dnc 
is kind of inept too at the same time, right? Oh, like yeah. you've seen this. I mean, like they are calling for the head of the Iowa party's, you know, resignation basically. On a pike? Yeah, I mean, like Byzantine type, you know, so they want to like Con- head this guy. consequences. Um, but that, that, that's really what's happening, though, is that you've got a head of the party and some of them are really poorly run. I mean, like at the, the state level or at the local level, it's very possible that there is just ineptitude. And they were and so confident. They were so yeah. confident the day before on CNBC, <laughs> on network news. Like, oh, no, we, we got this. We know how to work this. Oh, I've and like, tested over two times. <laughs> yeah. By myself in the class. Like, it makes in the me feel like room. they didn't run a test purchase on, on through the app. Why would you? Democrats told you it was going to work. Yeah. I would trust a Democrat when it came to a website being rolled out and seeing what happens after you spend a billion dollars on something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, I guess like we can we can move past the app and talk about I guess the fallout though because what I think is important to note from Iowa is the fallout because even if it's illegitimate results, um, <laughs> you have Mayor Pete and you have Bernie who are the the front runners both claiming victory. Um, neither one got to do like a stump speech though, right no, afterwards. The media boost which, was not there, and it wasn't. Yeah, it it wasn't, was there for it was there for Amy Klobuchar. 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 Well, yeah. she ran to the mic first. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. She ran to the mic first. So, mm-hmm. so what's happening? I think what's happening now, and we're going to see this in Iowa. We're going to see this in New Hampshire when it comes to because I think the primaries are today. Oh God, we don't even know. <laughs> I think the Iowa, the uh, New Hampshire primaries are today. And so, what's probably going to happen is you're seeing the the deflation of war, Warren. You're seeing the deflation of um, of Joe Biden. And where are those votes going? And yeah. so they're going to. Who would be the next best person besides I think those it's, candidates? It's really hard to to try and figure out where those votes are going to go from or into. Like because if Joe Biden, like like in the Iowa caucus, does not get his fifteen percent and you have to go to your second choice, it's not exactly who you think it would be from a Democrat side. Correct. Like some some of them might be like, Well, I, I'm voting for Klobuchar because I think she's the closest in policy. Or they could be voting, you know, uh, to Warren or something because like oh well she's another woman you know Klobuchar is not in it anymore I mean like the the logic doesn't have to be there and like you said they're standing in the sides of rooms of gymnasiums yeah. so there's not a lot of logic going on to like the depth of the policy they're looking at their friends and being like well Betty went over to you know <laughs> to Joe Biden like left Joe Biden's and she, and then he went home you know what I mean like I, I, mean, I will never follow wherever Karen is gonna vote that's <laughs> well, never gonna be she a has thing. great macros and I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't remember exactly who the candidate was and I want to say the it wasn't I think it started with a B. Uh, Bennett? Was there Bennett? Uh, Anyways, but it was the saddest picture because it's literally a a sign of the candidate and then one guy sitting in a chair all by himself. (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) Well, that's what, like, Yang, I know, like, fired, like, half his staff after this weekend. Like, he basically just... I mean, laid a laid a giant egg for lack of a, of a <laughs> well because people for, thought he I'm had not having an FCC you know violation. Well, they thought he they thought he had momentum going into Iowa, and, and people were saying yeah. that you know he was he was he, he had some momentum, and and it, but again, this is such a convoluted process that I wouldn't mm-hmm. base I wouldn't make any campaign decisions based on 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 these caucuses. Yeah, I mean it. It speaks to having a good ground game as like a campaign. Like that's what you need. If you're gonna literally rally people to sides of gyms in different places in the middle of Iowa, like your messaging's not gonna matter, your Facebook isn't gonna matter, like all of this like policy isn't gonna matter. It's literally getting people out there and rap and like literally getting fifteen people 
in like a precinct possibly and bringing them over to your side i mean that's how that's what we're basing entire national and that's standings why, on. and that's why we i love the idea of the caucuses i think yeah. it's such a unique way it is of watching the process happen and it's never had this kind of scrutiny before yeah. so i really don't want them to take it away because i think it's, well, it's it had the scrutiny well. but it hasn't had the the complications it's had complications before. We had the huge complications last time. Well, that's right. It was on our and side. And so it's not like it's not like no. It would <laughs> happen last time with the Democrats as well, where Bernie Sanders wasn't it wasn't set. Bernie Sanders and Rick Santorum were not classified as the winners of the Iowa caucus until like a week or fourteen days later. So it was crazy. So that's what's good. So that was the first one. Tonight's is a primary. It's one vote. It's not that difficult. I think at the end of the day, I want to know where Biden is going to land. If Biden lands in fourth and fifth, I don't see how on earth you're going to have a, a, a campaign that you're going to roll into Arizona and say I'm the most electable person I here mean, his, his, when you're getting three percent of the vote. His entire you know, his entire campaign is basically coming to a halt because his whole thing is, I'm electable, I'm electable, I'm electable. And then, like, I was like, you're not really not electable. Not that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you weren't even the second or third vote for a lot of yeah. people. And that's what the that's what you saw, like, the, the breakdown. And you're right. Iowa's, you having campaign people there for months beforehand yeah. and build the groundwork, which he didn't do. And you saw that. Yeah, I think that one, one point that I heard is that he basically is pretended he's the front runner trying not to screw up like basically playing not to lose and that's mm-hmm. what he's been doing for the past few months uh, up to a year or so just playing not to lose thinking okay i was i was obama's vp like i can just run into this nat- like you know and, and not as long as i don't screw it up i'll get the nomination but at this point when you come in fourth and then like if he comes in fourth again which is kind of looking like where he's yeah. going to end up in new hampshire He's going to have to come out and basically start throwing bows, which is what he kind of started doing. Like now he's like kind of like coming out aggressive and swinging and like I can't wait well, to see him try and take down like the rest of the candidates. With the wrong people. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't seen, I don't know if you know this clip from me, Johnny. All right. We're going to uh, go to that uh, one. We are updating the way we communicate with you guys. With these videos. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're working, on, we're working on making the, this show just oh, a little bit better every cameras. single time. <laughs> <laughs> we change cameras. No. So we play oh, clips. Yeah. We play clips <laughs> for people now. All right. So let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, you, do you want to set this up, Chris? Since you brought the clip. So who did their homework this week? Yeah. So Joe Biden uh, making the wrong people look bad. One of his <laughs> devout followers wanted to ask him a hardball question to see you know what they can do about improving the campaign, and this is Joe's response. Number one, I was a Democratic caucus. Is there sound or we won't we caucus. not hear it? Okay. No, you haven't. We're you're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're now you got to be honest. And look on that woman's face when that was finished. <laughs> you didn't get to see it, but she was like, looked like Jesus just smacked her in the face. It was really bad. Uh, I, I feel really bad for um, Joe Biden on this, actually, because I've watched the clip, and I don't think he was being like mean at all. I feel like he's actually getting unfairly scrutinized because the joke went over pretty well. Like yeah. that girl in might the have room. been. It, went real, it did, went but when you pull out her. when you pull out the headline and you say like he insulted his follower like then that's that's when it starts to become like a big deal and you're like wait what did joe biden do but then you watch the clip for yourself and you're kind of like i don't know the room kind of seemed like it was it was working and and it, it, it looked like the joke landed what um, might have been like a lighthearted yeah like, but it saying what in the, the media is, is it only <laughs> landed if you were like over 70 i mean it was well, a, it was a john wayne reference that's like that an anemo nobody... reference I, yeah, exactly. oh, no, I caught it immediately actually <laughs> <laughs> i've seen a lot of those westerns uh, i knew exactly what he was yeah, talking of about course i have no idea what he's talking about like most <laughs> things and then that's the whole point is that again like yes he's old that's what you should take from it like not that he's in 
insulting. I mean, again, like this is somebody that's trying to relate to the American people. Like he's not going to get that young vote. Well, you have to understand, I have been 82 years old for my entire (laughs) life. And so the moment he said the reference, I understand Joe Biden almost every single day. Every time he talks, I don't think it translates for anyone under the age of 65, but I understand it. I'm not going to vote for him either. So I don't, (laughs) don't know why he's campaigning towards my vote. So I'm happy. Honestly, like people like Obama, he was very well spoken. He didn't mm-hmm. say things like that. He he was very uh, <laughs> with the current language. He was able to yeah. communicate with everybody of all age brackets. Uh, Joe Biden and Trump communicates have with everybody handlers. at every level because he speaks at like a third or fourth grade. From infants, <laughs> like just Dude, small words in 140 <laughs> characters, and it but it works. Like yeah. you have to make you have to yeah. you have to scale down your language. Like I mean, like we have like if you look at like charts of like how educated our presidents have. Sp- have spoke like from like a like a reading level from the time of like 1900 until now I like see you needed to this. be more and more edgy like they were they were speaking with like big words for years and years and then like as tv started to get introduced and then like now internet and social media the words have become smaller and smaller and like again condensed down into 140 characters, characters. Yeah, yeah because people make fun of other people when they use big words like business team not i did not the word your f- entire phrase it didn't make any sense <laughs> it makes i'm done sense. with that okay. <laughs> all right <laughs> my goodness well again so the democratic primary again getting a big old shuffle after the iowa caucuses and uh does uh does anybody want to change their predictions uh for the nomination yet and i think that this becomes less relevant as a step of the process for them that well, I mean, a good point. A good point was saying, "Hey, well, why not?" Obviously, these are mostly Florida reporters and Florida people talking, but that they should make Florida the first state to oh, no. to, no, to no, vote. No, 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 we don't need that kind of scrutiny. We still can't deal. We, we still haven't outlived the Chad situation. I don't no, want people like roaming around, like I don't know, Podunk. Like Polk County, or getting eaten, like New York. Shots fired at Polk County, <laughs> no. which is something we do here sometimes. And, like, and could you <laughs> imagine how much bad press we're going to get when like reporters from New York are like trying to cross I four or like the Alligator Alley, and like it's going to get well. Bad. Realistically, our state is as perfectly mirrors the entire rest of the country from like right. a demographic and that's standpoint. the larger so it that's makes true. sense to do yeah. it here first now obviously like we're florida and we're like yeah come like pay all the attention to us we're the most important <laughs> and everything um but every other state wants it and if iowa wants it as like the first one give it to iowa, Let iowa but this do it. they have I, corn they have nothing they else business. they have corn well that's true that's all. true they do have nothing have else. i told I mean, you that i don't know if i've told this story so on this podcast off all the iowans i'm not sure if i've talked no are you we're joking but like i was spending um a weekend a few months ago with a friend that had flown down from iowa and he was watching he had to watch like literally had to pull up his laptop and and watch the iowa versus iowa state wrestling oh, championship and that oh, is really important I'm, to them look, to this them. is iowa okay yes. that's what i'm trying to explain to you guys you don't have they don't have and, much to live for they have they and have sports and that no that sport in particular is extremely important to people from iowa right and during that wrestling match between iowa and iowa state i swear to you the sponsor ad was for corn and it was literally a 30 second ad about the importance of corn in iowa and i was like Mind blown. I was like, I thought we just make jokes about this stuff. Like, it is for real. They're, they run commercials during their wrestling matches. And, oh like, I gosh. mean, if you're from Iowa, you probably can back me up on this. But, like, that's that's my experience. I and loved it because let them have a primary. They're going through all the big cities in Iowa. I don't recognize any of them. And I'm like, yeah. these are big cities. Des Moines 
is and huge. I'm willing to bet that Iowans are probably eating their fair share of corn. <laughs> they I mean, are. It's, it's, oh, you know, hey. not a lot of arm twists in there for the corn eaters uh, in, in Iowa. I mean, like here with the oranges, right? I mean, um, you know, it's like, do you have to tell Floridians to drink orange juice? Um, I don't know. No, <laughs> you're gonna leave me hanging we, on that one. We, that's all you, you got. Don't tell me yeah, twice. No, we're not, no savings. Actually, we're bringing it back no to the savings. rest stops. The, yeah, the anyway. first rest stop in Florida is getting orange juice again. Oh, that's right. They're gonna Has start doing the welcome centers. Right? Oh, so we ca- we have that kind of money now to be like <laughs> got, that, got that orange money. We Good orange economy. juice money. We have orange juice money. I, there's still potholes on Nebraska. We're gonna need to <laughs> figure this out. No joke though. I mean, have you seen what a gallon of uh, OJ goes for? It's like no, I don't know what's going on in shopping centers. <laughs> So <laughs> to bring it back and to the shopping. predictions on the so on the uh, <laughs> you're bringing it back for us on, on the primary <laughs> milk. I, I'm like still banana thinking five dollars. I have no idea where these things are happening. <laughs> I'm still thinking that that Biden's taking the lead. They're not going to yeah. let Bernie Sanders have it. They're going to find some other way to rig it to get him out, and then Buttigieg will be third. Do you I think- would agree <laughs> with you only if Bernie wasn't falling so far behind. I mean, again, a lot of these polls. You mean Biden? Biden? Sorry, Biden um, yeah. wasn't falling so far behind in these polls. I mean, there's some polls, and I'll pull them up here. I mean, again, there was. Uh, I'll pull them up here in a second, but, but we, he's we ha- falling in a lot of state polling. He's fallen down to third, fourth, and sometimes even fifth place. And yeah. that's what needed to happen when it came to the Biden campaign. There was no substance whatsoever. You're watching your grandfather. You're giving. <laughs> you're giving. Okay, let's watch Grandpa like make a fool of himself. That's what we're watching right now. And don't get me wrong, I love the idea of Biden <laughs> twenty years ago. That would have been phenomenal. But now you're just watching a shadow. Wink, wink. Of his former. <laughs> glory and it's like it's just sad to watch so that's why I think if anything right now I think it's going to be for New Hampshire, Bernie, Buttigieg, maybe Klobuchar, because she is really excited. She's to come actually up. started to come up a little bit. Yeah, and I be, think that she would take Biden because she's too. getting Biden voters. She's getting Warren voters, and that's what's happening yeah. there. And then, if anything, Warren might be in fourth. Biden yeah. is definitely going to be fourth See, or fifth. I'm not. I'm not flip flopping on my answer. I will keep. <laughs> I am sticking hard to Warren's going to win this primary. Um, I don't really what? know where the lane's coming from at this point. But where my, do you see that? I'm not flip flopping. I'm. St- I am staying strong. I, on this position I, from I like need, six months ago. I, need a, I don't think that's what you said last week. Of New Hampshire? <laughs> no, 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 not New Hampshire, the whole thing. You think Warren is going to... I don't think I'm, Warren is going to... No, I'll back Warren's him up gonna, on that. No, oh, I think Buttigieg. I think Buttigieg is going to make a run here. It's going to make it no. real interesting Warren, down the home stretch. But that's going to only bring uh, Biden down. If Warren and, is and, not, and, and, and again, they're not going to give it to Bernie. I don't think they give it to Bernie. I think, if, I'm sorry. If Warren <laughs> is still in the race at Super Tuesday, I will be impressed. I think she will bow. I would out. put a. I would put a bet on that. I will. What, I do, we, will what do we bet on this show? Hmm. Let me think about it. Let's talk about it. All right, let's talk about Let's that talk about after dinner. We'll talk about the dinner tab. Dinner tab uh, after the show. Tab, yes. I will. I will do a dinner tab bet with you that Warren is is absolutely in the running on Super Tuesday. Are you willing to take that? I don't think she gets any states Super Tuesday. That's not what I said. Oh, that's what She's I'm still her campaign is. You, you said you got to at least campaign. agree on the so premise. Do you think that her, her cam- cam- you think her campaign will still be running come Super Tuesday? Yes, absolutely. When is Super Tuesday? Does anyone know? <laughs> uh, <answers>. Tuesday. <laughs> It is on Tuesday. No, if it's Democrats, it's like a Monday night. Uh, it's like a month or two from now. Okay, we'll talk about it. I, 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 to the premise, I say yes. I want everyone to take to the, the premise, second now I to acknowledge yes. that I have asked Anibal to back up his opinions with fact no. and, and no, actually facts. put money on We're the line. We're talking about something happening like a month or two from now. And he will not do it. I just I... want to make that point and we can keep going now. 
Oh, All right, so uh, little, so, so a little curveball, actually, because a friend of mine is, is watching, and, and she just kind of reminded me on a development that we've seen today. Libertarian Gary Johnson, former Libertarian candidate, uh, uh, presidential candidate Gary Johnson, actually came out and said that he would do whatever he needed to do to help out Tulsi Gabbard. Um, <laughs> do you think there's a third-party candidate? No, plot no, in no, the making. No, I think that's no. someone looking for a date. I think that's what it yeah. is. Honestly. <laughs> I think that's probably the best explanation. You don't think, you don't think Gabbard goes third party? No. I think she does. I don't think she goes to third party. No. It's been proven in no. so many times. No. She's She doesn't have the money by herself to be third party. Like a Well, she did endorse Sanders last time. Yeah, I just don't I just don't see that happening. No, I think that's I one of those like, but that's scare that's weird tactics. though, isn't it? I mean, why would Gary Johnson come out? And because Gary Johnson's name hasn't been mentioned oh, in I'm sorry. four years. We're doing exactly <laughs> what he wants us to do is talk about him. Thanks, Johnny. Wow. I mean, again, it, it, well, <laughs> but again, I think, <laughs> but I think it's interesting, again, given Gabbard right now, I mean, she's not well-liked. I mean, they did a, a, a straw poll at an event down in Manatee County and, uh, with about, a, you know, 100, like, hardcore Democrat activists and elected officials down there, and Gabbard didn't even make, a, didn't even get a single point. No. There are no. Democrats in Manatee County? There is, but there, that's... There's a hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is that she isn't doing well with any of the Democrats base i mean like they hate her we think that she has some reasonable points but the, <laughs> the democratic <laughs> primary voters are not going to see it that way so she's got no chance but she's ru- yeah she's running the it. same lane as like andrew yang like he's like they yeah. have ideas that a lot of us could either agree with or like let's tweak it a little bit and fix it but I, they don't want that at well, all she's no. saying hillary too so there's that there yeah and her, her <gasps> yeah. blow but hillary still great so i don't know i do we have much more to talk about Democrats? Because, no, no. Again, because no. again, after we're done talking about the Democratic <laughs> primary Democrat on our podcast. show, right afterwards, we can all look at each other and go, Trump won this weekend. Oh he my won gosh. the weekend. Yeah. Like, he won the looks, week. The whole week. The whole, the whole week, the whole last two weeks, the whole couple <sighs> of years. But like, it, the <laughs> honestly, I mean, like you look at at this complete debacle in Iowa, it looks like the DNC is completely inept, which they kind of are. are. And then at the State of the Union, I mean, he won that times a million, which is our next topic, right? Yes. Well, the State of the well, Union. Now it is. <laughs> Should we go yeah. by day by day as to exactly how we won? I mean, well, hold on. Well, could, I mean, that was kind of the premise yeah, initially with the okay. kind of the order of uh, things here. So, right. again, just to bring it back up and uh, give everybody a refresh and a reset here on uh, tonight's conversation. Uh, we're going to go into the State of the Union. Uh, uh, we've got our comments open. I'm watching them right now. We'd love to hear what you think about the State of the Union. Of course, lots to pick apart there, uh, including uh, some things that happened towards the end. And uh, But all in all, um, as much as Democrats tried to build some crazy narrative about it being inappropriate and uh, being disrespectful, I honestly think it was one of the better or best State of the Union addresses I've seen in a long time. When you talk about the pageantry, right, and the, the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the stories that you tell and, you know, it, you're basically building the narrative of what's been going on since uh, the last State of the Union. I mean, what do you guys think? So the way I think he introduced it was, the, and usually people only tune in for like the first 10, 20 minutes mm-hmm. of the State of the Union. And this is our, uh, just people like us that <laughs> rent a room and, and watch like a, with a big like watch party, which you did a great job, by the way. We hosted Chris. a watch party at the, the local on uh, Henderson in Tampa here. We had a great time. We actually had um, South Tampa Republicans and the TBY are there. Yep. So there was a bunch of uh, people, all, all age groups. Um, at the end, there was barely a dry eye, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. But 
But I will have to say that the first 10, 20 minutes was him just talking about the accomplishments of the economy, of the Americans, of mm-hmm. how, the, the, how the country is doing much better. And he better. stuck to the script that was yes. written for him. And it was... Uh, it was magnificent because it just highlighted all of the good that's happened over the past four years, and it made an incredible case for him to get reelected. Yeah. Um, and then now you have Democrats looking really, really stupid trying to say they, their argument now has to be that like he's either such a bad guy, it doesn't matter that the economy is so good, or the economy is not really that good, which is kind of the argument they're making. And if you listened to the uh, the rebuttal. I thought the rebuttal was just awful. It's like, petty. It, it, not it just petty, petty, but it was it was like just they were like, okay, there's all of these good things happening, but they're really not that good. Like we could actually do better, and like and he's lying to you and everything. And like to me, like that's a really really weak argument, like a really weak argument. And and I just saw it. It was a, it was a terrible day for Democrats uh, if you're looking to like get reelected. And I think that the panic has set over the liberal media <laughs> after yes. that because you've seen the the urgency and the articles and all of those different things. And I mean, obviously, all of the focus was on the, the paper ripping uh, afterwards and the lack of the handshake and all yeah, of that. We'll get but, to that. Don't get ahead of us. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. We were, I, th- I thought that we were on the same topic. But um, <laughs> but, but that's, that's that was a really whole what, event in itself. It is. It's, it is a whole other event in itself. And uh, again, if you look at the actual State of the Union, though, and you look at the the meat of his speech, it it is um, you know full of of good stories. It's full of a, a you know great numbers for jobs and you know again minority jobs for for women's jobs. Um, all of those different. It should have made everyone feel good. It should have made everyone feel well, good. And this is why the Democrats looked so bad that night because it it made you look at them and go, why are they not standing? Oh, yes, and clapping. During good things, yeah, right. Yeah, well, I and took American empl- unemployment at the, at the lowest point in history. Yeah, like you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be upset that the person you dislike is saying it. It's still happening, and when you don't stand up for like some of the things, like you're supposed to stay seated for the stuff you disagree with, right? Like if right. maybe he's talking about healthcare or something like that, and you stay seated, right? And you're like, okay. He's not doing it. But right. if you can't even stand up for the things that we can all exactly, agree with, and you look bad, problem, yeah. oh, and yeah. that's and that's why they had such a bad weekend, and Trump had such a good weekend, is because they look petty. I mean, you had what's your faces like playing on their phones, not paying attention, uh, walking out, not attending, and you look like children when you do that. Like, and it's like have a little bit of respect for the for the president and the state of the union and the process, and then like again, disagree with what you disagree with, but. Like you look petty, not doing anything. And well, then you let me make reports that you were getting triggered because of the speech, and then yeah. people get upset at you. Like, what are you getting triggered by? Yeah, You're like, literally like the, making his, it like about the, you. The heroic person that he went up, brought up, <sighs> like the children that he was, you know, the the heroes of the soldiers and stuff. I mean, who are you so upset about? I cried multiple times. Well, and I, <laughs> I think also the public has come to look at the State of the Union as an opportunity to be optimistic about the direction of the country, something to be proud of, right? And so they're not. Not, because, again, regardless of how bad things may be in, let's say, in previous administrations, they've always they've always spun the speech, you know, mm-hmm. to look towards the things that are hopeful, right? The things that are going right. And so I think people have grown accustomed to look towards the State of the Union as saying, hey, you know, we've got our problems, but things are going in the right direction. Yeah. And things are actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah, even Obama's- and for things to be as great as they are right now and the Democrats to d- d- just sit there on their hands, I think, was a huge... Uh, I think that was a huge smack in the face to the public. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, even Obama's speeches, like, a lot of times you'd listen through them and you'd be like, things are things are good. Like, they're still, like, again, because the speech writing is so good during this stuff. And, like, if they don't vary away from it, it, it does. It makes you feel good as an American. It makes you feel good about the country. And, it makes and again, it highlights all of the good things that are going on and kind of skates over the, the stuff that's not going so well. That's what the State of the Union is for. And, again, that, that's what Trump did, and that's why it was such a powerful speech. What jumped out to you, Chris? I mean, again, you, you – graciously hosted the party the watch party and uh you know and and you're continuing to get more and more involved in not only in the young republicans but on this program and 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 so again kind of having a fresh set of eyes what did what stood out to you so as far as the when when it comes down to the criticize the the, the critique on the economy um it's falling flat in the ears of the, of the American people. Yeah, of course. No one's out there like, yeah, my life sucks right now as, as opposed to 2008. You know, no, yeah. <laughs> no one's like, oh, my wages really are less. You know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics don't lie. They're out there. Even even if you don't agree that Trump made it it's, accelerate it's, it's the Trump's way it fault. is. Yeah, or it's, it isn't. It's, it could, it's at least plausible to say it's not as be- as good as it could be. But it is entirely implausible to say that. The economy is terrible. Like, yeah, we need you, to change it. We need, like, and then, like, Bernie's message is we need a revolution. I mean, like, when you look around America right now, you're like, I don't, we don't need a revolution. Like, we can yeah. fix some things, but, like, we don't need a revolution. And I think that's where people don't understand the reason why we are so... Republican. So, <laughs> not even just Republican. Like, I can work with a lot of Democrats. There are a lot of Democrats that I can work with. Yeah. We can we can find an issue. We can figure out what two sides we're arguing about and then find a solution. With many people that are considered Democrats so, uh, socialists, I don't see a possibility of us even figuring it out when we're not even in the same building yeah. how to start something. You want to completely change the economy. You want to completely change healthcare. You want to completely destroy what this country has built on over 300 years. And I look at you, I'm like, I can't work with you. There's no way we're going to agree on anything. Absolutely well, no especially way. when you're sitting there and ripping up speeches <laughs> in the middle of disagreeing with somebody when there's nothing bad in the speech. I don't right? know why anyone would rip up speeches <laughs> and just make things so dramatic. It's very dramatic. And I'm going to be ripping up speeches throughout this rest of this episode as an evil has bad points or something like that if I disagree with them. <laughs> That's it. That's what I'll be doing. But I. But no, it's very petty. It's very, very petty. And it's like again, like I don't even necessarily blame her for like planning on that because which of like. She did. Which of course she planned. She, she pre-ripped. If you guys didn't notice this camera too was pre-ripped <laughs> because we didn't want to mess it up at, at first so the, the literally uh, everyone has the pre-ripped so we had the papers. pre-ripped so she knew so I'm like saving mine so without really knowing what was going to happen in the speech because obviously some of it was a surprise right like doing it uh the the medal of, of honor with uh with rush limbaugh like that wasn't something that they all knew was going to happen ahead of time so uh sh- you're planning on ripping a speech before you get the actual meat of the speech and then you look really dumb when you rip up like again like wounded warriors and yeah. you and and, and I'm pretty sure Airman the pre-ripping started happening as she was like Soleimani's dead and she was like oh that's but, super but, offensive but that's yeah. the thing is one she <laughs> one she pre-planned this so right there you know she did it on purpose of course but then two the optics the Democrats are not she's like I'm gonna have a point when I rip it up and people are gonna be talking about me now people are like well you're dishonoring the people that he talked yeah. about even if you do not agree with President Trump you at least have to give props and honor for the people that he was talking about and they have sacrifice their lives and that's the time that all everyone stands you would you would think so you would really think that like everyone would stand and that's why and again like when you the, the reaction that got me the most after it was and i don't know if anyone else would have saw this but like c-span 
the the least biased network out there that literally just like films you know the most boring like meetings oh, in the I world. I fall asleep to that. Like, of course, at night it's a great and and so Weird they idea. had people calling in with reactions. So it was very real, very raw, unedited reactions. And you had these Democrats calling in saying things like, "I voted Democrat my entire life. Like, what are they doing out there right mm-hmm. now? Like, they make me look bad. Like, they're like, why are they upset about what's going on in this speech? And yep. like, the, it was just Democrat after Democrat calling in and saying like how mad they were that that was the people who were representing them they just again they look like petty children and it didn't it didn't go well and didn't go well amongst their base either and i'm going to steal a little bit of chris uh chris's uh, thunder here because i think one of the most brilliant things to come out of this state of the union speech and you know pelosi ripping the speech is this ad that the the rnc yeah. has put out basically showing it's like oh the tuskegee airmen and then she rips the speech oh it's a soldier <laughs> comes home from from war rips up the speech Oh, the economy is strong in minority communities. Rips up the speech. I thought. I, I think that may be one of the best commercials, maybe after Trump's Super Bowl ad, uh, that we're oh, going to see this cycle. So, as far as like optics for us as Republicans, I think there was a lot of really good points made in a very, very strong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the disagreements we've had that have been like things that shouldn't be disagreed upon, like yeah. Soleimani. Uh, what else? Um, I mean, like things like Iran, like and like job, like joblessness, like like yeah, low so unemployment, like you should things you should like, be like happy about those. Like things. the little girl getting the scholarship, yeah, because she couldn't get a school voucher because of policies the Democrats put in place in her district in yeah. in uh, Pennsylvania. We rub their noses in their misdeeds in the best, most tactful <laughs> way possible, oh and I think it it was a really strong, really well thought out strategy and about we, behind how we did yeah, that. And we've never had this kind of. T- we've always been horrible <laughs> when it comes to everything. What's going on? <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to what happens earthquake <laughs> in the media when it comes to like posting things when like uh, yeah. the oldest senator from Arkansas makes a stupid comment <laughs> about about any co- any social media issue. And so the fact that we're able to have someone that actually knows how to work the system. Well, you know what what made me laugh the most was that Nancy Pelosi and then Democrats and like the again liberals on Twitter and stuff have been calling for that ad that you're talking about yes. to be pulled down. They're lobbying Twitter to stop them from spreading that because they think it's a misrepresentation of what happened that night. So basically, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's like they'll take the clip of the Tuskegee Airmen like that exact second and then they'll show Nancy Pelosi ripping up the speech right after and then like it was like again like another really like great moment and then like Nancy ripping it right after again and you mean just the ad like, I just described like 30 yeah, seconds that's ago what, yes I know but I'm saying but I don't think you did a good job describing it Whoa, to like what it was damn. that not just genuine, I don't think that like I mean that's but that's what they're that's what the clip is right the clip yeah. is just is just her ripping after every moment and they're calling for Twitter to stop running that ad so like this is what you know it's a it's a bigger conversation that we've had before on the podcast but like social media censorship and again but it also doubles down how ridiculous they are exactly because everybody knows that that happened and that she did it and it's not and other than in the order that it's been edited she did those things and and uh, specifically regarding those items that were mentioned yeah and then because because she decided that she was you know like it's a misrepresentation well now they're not allowed to run the ad like no but props to Facebook for saying no we can let people figure it out like it's still an ad and it's a good ad at that 
And again, just because you're upset about how you're portrayed doing the thing that you're doing, like just because it was doctored into like different time frames, doesn't mean that you didn't do it, right? Like they didn't like Photoshop you ripping a speech when you weren't ripping a speech. Like you ripped the speech. Like so, like <laughs> I just don't. I, I, it makes me mad. Like when I see people calling for social media censorship, like in ads for the for the um, for the you know election, when it's totally fair game. All I can say is this: thus protests too much, Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> and because of that, we all realize how quickly of just the crap that you're trying to sell us <laughs> when it goes to that. <laughs> it's true. The more they protest, and again, you're yelling at your your 15-year-old nephew to stop doing things on the internet. What what happens when you tell the internet not to do something? It does it a thousand times better. And oh, yeah. we're going to keep on getting the best memes from the last week of the Democrats yeah. <laughs> like pooping a goose egg, basically. It was nice to see real world faces uh, paired with our policies and how we do things as Republicans, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There you go. What was that? I didn't even get it. was nice to see uh, Republicans or our policies have our policies matched to faces like the soldiers, oh, the little oh, girl, yeah. etc. Yeah. Right, 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 right. He, well, was, he was distracted by an evil poop and a goose egg or whatever he said at the end there. <laughs> really I, threw I, me for I, a I loop. That. No, but that's what I was saying at the, at the open. <laughs> That's what I was saying at the open Thanks, of, of the topic, which was, you know, because all of this takes weeks and uh, probably months of planning. And I thought from a process standpoint, from a story, uh, storytelling standpoint uh, to what you just said, Chris, I think the examples of the successes, right? You got to tell that story. I think the way they did it, the people they invited, the order they did it in, I thought it all was done brilliantly. And that's why it roiled them so much because they had to sit there for nine 90 minutes and take it and well, and they couldn't fight it and they realized that they didn't have the, the 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 talking points to combat any of what the president had just said so we had been we had been arguing with this point about how to how to express the reasoning for the killing of Soleimani like that was something that a lot of Republicans weren't able to really verbally explain because it's it is a big deal but at the same time we needed justification and what does he do doesn't even say the name Soleimani until after he does the example of the mm -hmm. the dead soldiers yeah. and the wounded warriors and then he says if anyone is planning to kill Americans your life is null and void yeah that was the best explanation that I thought for the killing of Soleimani because at the end of the day if you are if you're planning to attack American citizens, you're, I expect my government to take on the responsibility yeah. to take those people out. And there's no reason, there should be no, well, you need to explain your actions. No, no, you're a terrorist. And that's what I expect for the American the government to do is to protect American citizens. All right. I will say this, though. <laughs> uh, the State of the Union, what was your best line, if you remember it, from the State of the Union? I know which one was mine. Okay, start. mine was American, uh, the American manifest destiny into the into the stars. <laughs> I thought I love that. I I thought it was great. I thought I I, I cringed and then <laughs> and then you and thought then, about and it then a little it was bit. Like, Okay, yeah, we're taking. And I, that's why I posted in our in our group the Dave Chappelle like of him. Uh, there's a skit of him Mars bitches of doing. Yeah, he's standing up there as George Bush, like black or Black Bush, and oh, he's up there Bush. and he's like, "We're going to Mars." See, like M A R S Mars bitches. Like that's where we're going right now. And that's like he basically went out there and like that's a, that's why I was laughing so hard during the speech is that like that's what he was doing like with the space the manifest destiny to Mars. Like, like I was, 
I was dying because like it's funny, but at the same time, like actually, Space Force for all the jokes that it gets is actually a really good initiative. Like I think it's a good initiative. So this is why you and me are completely opposite. That's what you post. <laughs> I post the American Progress by John Gates, 1872 picture of literally Mrs. Like Manifest Destiny. Crossing yeah, I know over what you posted. It's not nearly as fun as the. It's Dave not, skit. but it's history yeah. and it makes sense. And well, but that that's a but that's a. That's a history that that comes with some some baggage. Well, right? we're not gonna like, kill. We're not gonna kill like space Indians you, or something. You like that. wait until we get to Mars. <laughs> yeah, we, you don't know that yet. You don't know that's that right. yet. Well, and to Jake's point, you know, people were criticizing uh, the logo. People were criticizing the logo because it looks like the Star Trek logo, and it's like we've been rip. NASA has been ripping off Star Trek for uh, years. No, that's not true. <laughs> that is if you've true. Done your research ahead of time. You would have known that that the it's Navy and the Air Force have patented that logo since 1924. Well, I, the point is that Space Force should be taken seriously. I, you, I, and I, I did that, the research. And I think okay. All right, but I think it's okay. <laughs> Fine. But I do think it's okay that they ripped off Star Trek they or whatever. Didn't they didn't rip off Star Trek. Who cares if they ripped off Star Trek? Even if it's they ours, did. But it's it, American. It's not. I'm not arguing if it's good or not. I mean, I'm we were naming our space true. shuttles after Star Trek things. What the Enterprise? Yeah. So when was the first time we named a, a vessel the Enterprise, Johnny? It, it was in the 90s. 80s. No, it was in the 1600s. <laughs> I, I'm not a Star Trek we, guy. When we named <laughs> oh a ship, God. a wooden ship, that one of them that crossed the Atlantic, we called it the Enterprise. Jesus. We've been calling <laughs> ships Enterprise for generations. This is, this is, these are the we weeds have, we that we get, we get. I know. No, you guys into. make these comments, and like someone has to be the one that tells you. He just called us you guys. Like, <laughs> he did. He did. He referred to the rest of the. Uh, you people? <laughs> I don't remember scheduling an Enable's Attic in this episode. <laughs> Did we have one? No. Okay. You just you can't say things like okay. Should we get into Nancy Pelosi's rebuttal of the speech the next day? Did just anyone real, real watch quickly? it? I did. I did. I watched all of it. It was. What was your favorite line though? Of of, of the State Union. Yes. Johnny is going to join the Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I would totally sign up. I would. Sign me up. Oh, Mars, man. bitches. Yeah, I, in so many words, that would have been my favorite. Uh, oh my God. He should have he should have ripped M-A-R-S. off. He should have ripped him off and used it in the speech. I would well, have been great, but well, Chris, before we move on uh, to points. our final two topics, do you want to run this uh, set up this Pelosi clip? Um, okay, so for those of you that watch an inordinate amount of news, uh, you will have seen this already. <laughs> but if you're not like me, you haven't. So uh, Nancy Pelosi developed or d- delivered her weekly State of the Union speech. Um, the day after the State of the Union. And she was not too happy about the content. She called it a manifest of mistruths, a manifest of lies. Um, Other people use that word. That's a different kind of way of using it, but yeah. <laughs> manifest of mistruths. She doesn't know what the word means. She wasn't, she wasn't super happy. And if you are aware of Nancy Pelosi, she's not the most concise of speakers, as I have been for the last few minutes. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a rough crowd. It's a rough crowd. <laughs> it is a rough crowd. Um, so go ahead and roll the clip one of Nancy Pelosi calling Trump sounding sedated. And it, next it, he it, talked about pre, uh, the, another issue of concern to America's working families, the 220 budget that he submitted, two, $2 trillion dollars, uh, worth uh, re- uh, uh, decreased in Medicare and Medicaid. And during his presidency, more than... And, and that is... Uh, uh, far more in a prorated in terms of years than what this president has created. A, a, a momentum, a path of $14 million is not a mess. 
so in that clip you see nancy pelosi slurring forgetting what she's talking about switching subjects in the middle of a word um <laughs> this is all precluded by actually clip one if you want to go with the one the, the other pelosi clip um <clears throat> right after she finishes saying that donald trump looked sedated in this state of the union and last year's State of the Union. Oh, like, I don't think I have that one. So, I mean, the point is that you're trying to make that, like, she's saying Donald Trump looks sedated or is, like, bad at speaking or something like that. It's, like, while she's fumbling all over an address. I don't see any evidence in the State of the Union to support that. Like, yeah, he I sounded I concise. Really he sounded what? with it. Democrats need evidence to, to back up, the to claims, back up yeah. their claims. I'm sorry. We've been dealing with this for three years. Also, you can tell when she's missed her Botox sessions. Okay, <laughs> let's all just be honest with this. Oh, I hear. Hold on, I did find it. <laughs> yes. No, Charlie. I want to make. I want to. I want to play it for him. Yeah, Chris is the only one that does the, that kind of homework. That was no. Exhibit B, so this is Exhibit A now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hang on a second. So yeah, it was really funny to see someone called out on their own faults. You know, it in the middle of their. Okay, so this is her. This is this is uh, the clip of her saying that Trump looks sedated. Right. Yes. All right. Yes. Here we go. As one eye rolls to the back of her head. All right, that was really short. All right. Well, so I think <laughs> we'll work that, on I this whole that, clip thing. I think that, yeah, we're, guys, technical difficulties. Again, shows, <laughs> shows getting better and better every week. We're trying to add in clips. Um, any producers that want to come in? We're trying to hire in. a producer. We're, we're hiring. It's been a long time. Uh, it's mostly volunteer hours, but. Um, <laughs> we can look on ZipRecruiter. Speaking Zip of which. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Today's show brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, but wait, we speaking ripped, of which, if you we would like to support the show, please uh, make sure to visit our page on Patreon. Uh, you know, uh, we'll have some packages on there soon uh, for those of you who wish to contribute. But for those of you who want to do it out of the kindness of your heart, you can still go ahead and donate now at patreoncom slash sign. Awesome. All right, that's our that's our only clip. We don't have any real sponsors. No, <laughs> that's yeah. our sponsor mentioned for the day. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Let's pull that and go back over here, pulling up our list of topics for today. Uh, now we're going to go ahead and start getting uh, down to the state of Florida. Two big news items that happened over the weekend. Uh, one of which uh, is is one that, uh, again, uh, it, it's a. Uh, Slightly terrifying uh, if you don't live in Portland, Oregon, where this is kind of like a daily occurrence. Uh, but a group of uh, Republican Party of Florida volunteers, uh, Republican volunteers doing voter registration and uh, and sign waving and all that stuff uh, in Jacksonville uh, was uh, nearly run over uh, by some lunatic with a van over in the Jacksonville area, a, a very red part of the state. Uh, and, uh, you know, it... Are we going to see more of this type of behavior? I mean, if you had to ask me, it's actually funny you said Portland. I mean, like that's kind of where everybody's like expecting something like this to happen, like a like a you know little civil war in Portland, um, maybe there. But uh, you know, around the rest of the country, like it's it's really unfortunate to see stuff like that. I mean, how many volunteers for both Republican and Democrats do we all know that have either helped support a campaign or help register people to vote? Um, and again, if they're at a tent, they're registering anyone to vote. By exactly. the way, too, they're not even just registering Republicans. It doesn't work that way. Um, so again, I, I hope that he's as prosecuted as he possibly can be um, for this crime. And again, I, unfortunately, I don't think this is like the last time we're going to see something like this because it's again, it's politics and people get really charged up unnecessarily. I mean, like we're really mad, but none of us are going to drive no. a, a car. Um, I think we're all pretty stable uh, into into anything. So you know that that's kind of like where we're at right now in, in in politics i mean but again i don't think it's this is something new it doesn't only happen in america either this kind of no, stuff no, happens no. all over the place um the fact that we just went through an impeachment 
of the president, and maybe this is the worst thing that's really happened from like a violence standpoint, should show you how strong our institutions are really, to be honest. Um, I mean, like th if this kind of stuff happens in another country, there's riots in the streets and there's protests and there's like cocktails or uh, Molotov cocktails being like thrown through windows and stuff like that. But like, this is, again, this is bad, this is unfortunate, but you know, again, uh, people, crazy people out Well, there. not to discredit what you said, you yeah. know, but the thing is, you know, even uh, this week we also saw a video of, and he, and he was just yelling things uh, and just kind of acting out, you know, but we saw this kid, I think it was Arizona State University, where the kid was basically threatening to cut not only the president's throat, but all these kind of college Republicans that were out there doing tabling. You know, the, I think we are going to see, much like we did, uh, you know, three, now almost four years ago, um, we're going to see violence break out unfortunately in some of the more predictable places uh, but one of the things that I think what blows me is constantly uh, blows me away <laughs> constantly is the videos Flipping that come out of <laughs> 52 seconds minute 55 27 keep it together <laughs> Jonathan oh Torres. my god this is why we can't have nice things or sponsors we oh. this place. we're only gonna have like barstool and like chubbies oh. are the only companies barstool that will are take going us. to be sponsored please us. please take us barstool. so I think what's sad what's sad is is that I, I've been to Portland and it's beautiful and I I never expected what's happening there on a regular basis to be happening. But Antifa basically runs Portland uh, and they get away with whatever they want. And then meanwhile, if Republicans even so much as show up at a at a Capitol building, you know, the, the, the media and Democrats want to make a big deal out of it. Meanwhile, Antifa is is actually harassing, robbing, assaulting journalists and and conservatives and Republicans. And again, yeah, the, I mean, we, the, we know that there's a double standard, right? I mean, like people again, like you said, like it, all it takes is Republican group to like go somewhere. And then people all of a sudden are like, oh, my God, look how violent they are. Look at what they're going to do. We have to be prepared and all that kind of stuff. But then like the reality is you see way, way more violence from the left, like the far left that does this kind of stuff happens way more often. I mean. It, you know the the rebuttal to that a lot of times is that we've got this this wing of the party I don't even want to call it a wing and give it that much but no. like we've got a, a we, there's a sect of a Republican party that's like you know you, you're your white supremacist you're you're uh, I you're wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put like them that. in the in they're the not Republican. they're not necessarily the, the far right they are exactly but they're still you know kind of like you know the left has their far left we have our yeah. far right that's over there and again um but I don't think you see nearly as much of the violence uh, from our side as you do on the left anymore. I mean, especially over the past, um, you know, again, a year or so. I think that you you have a lot more danger from the, you know, getting get, being a Republican in a uh, in a far left area than, than somebody far on the left in a, in a right wing area. I remember the run up to the 2016 election and I remember or 2018 election. I'm sorry. And I remember the run up of how tense it got. Yeah. around networking events and at the office and I remember being at a bar and talking to a group of people and they were they made one conservative point and I had to look at the at the guy and I was like are you are you Republican? <laughs> and he's like, "What? What?" And like, I had like a, a four Trump sign in my in my wallet, and I like, I had to like, I had to show it for a second, and then the oh, yes, membership okay. card. We, we, yeah, it's almost like I had a card. What I'm gonna say is this: I feel that the far left. Uh, no, I won't even say that. I think the narrative that the the left in the media and politicians politicians are talking about is escalating things so 
much that they're calling Republicans Nazis and they're yeah. calling Trump uh, a, a racist. That now these, Hitler. these yeah, they're calling him Hitler. So what are these kids that grew up thinking that Nazi that and yeah. it's really true that Nazis are horrible and that you should <clears throat> punch a Nazi? Well, if you think every Republican is a Nazi, you're gonna punch them. And so that's yeah. And that's, I think Chris was making this point before we started. Yeah, actually, and they don't know how to re, they don't know how to emotionally react to this. So like when we when our side loses, I don't I call in I call into sick to work the following day. I don't turn around the news, and then the following day I get up and move on. Whereas they were rioting in the streets yeah. the day that the Trump got elected. And so my fear is when he gets elected again and by the popular vote, I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, I got to watch the uh, the. I don't know if there were riots as much as like protests that they were they were doing up and down Ebor the day after. You know, I was sitting up in the second second story just <laughs> watching everybody below go nuts and we paid protesters mostly, but like there's still <laughs> protesters out there up and down Ebor. And I think to your point, I think you probably see that again. Um, I mean that that meme of the like the blue haired woman that's like screaming like yeah. after the uh, <laughs> after the election. Um, that's probably gonna get played again. But they were given the point that he didn't win the popular vote, so they had something to hold on to. Yeah, so if he I, does, and I think he is going to win the popular vote and the electoral college in a complete landslide, because I think they're going to implode the Democratic base, and they're, they're thirty percent of the Democrats are not going to even show up for election. I truly believe that because Bernie Bros and that whole Bernie Sanders thing, they if they screw Bernie again, the cycle, <laughs> it's going to implode the entire party. They which will. Minnesota should, will burn, and it should. I, Minnesota. Minnesota. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, to Enable's point, we have another clip that uh, I know Chris brought in, and uh, you know, speaking to uh, Democrats calling President Trump Hitler. You want to set this one up, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think the dissonance between Repu- Republicans and Democrats is that we think that if Democrats get elected into a major office, like, all right, so bad things will happen. The economy will suck for a few years. We'll <laughs> vote them all after yeah. everyone realizes that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But when you push the narrative that everyone thinks that there's going to be a genocide or we're going to have yeah. a totalitarian dictatorship. Then people start to get really concerned. People start believing yeah. this stuff when, yeah. they, when they see it nonstop. When we have mainstream commentators, we have mainstream politicians, one of the impeachment managers referred yeah. to you know, Trump as being in a, a similar situation as Hitler coming to power. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and play the clip and just let them speak for themselves. <clears throat> Plunging us into a great conflict with the evil empire of Nazi Germany, but America made it to the other side in real time. And part of it is Goebbels, the big lie. This is what you hear from Stalin. This is what you hear from Mussolini, what you hear from authority, from Hitler, from. So the last guy mentioned Joseph Goebbels, that was Hitler's main uh, propaganda leader. Um, So when you think that someone's a Nazi, it begins to condone violence. It begins to think that this kind of thing is justified and really, the left does not they're fighting a caricature of republicans they're they're fighting what the left mainstream media yeah. is telling them we are they don't actually know what we believe yeah. no one here is a racist no, no one thinks that people should be deported to, to you know to a concentration camp no one here thinks that someone should be subjugated because of who they are inherently um, yeah I, I totally agree and i think that that's why it's also i'm going to do a plug here but like that's why i think it's important that you know people go out to like the millennials and politics panels that like tiger bay is going to be doing tomorrow night and hear young republicans talk i think it's important to listen to podcasts like this so keep tuning in and listen to what we actually think because 
I can go back and play every single second of any any show that we've done so far, and I don't think we come anywhere close to the narrative no, that they're talking about. Um, you know, and I don't think it's again. I don't even think it's close. Um, and to your point, but when you call everyone on this side a Nazi, when you label the the you know just because again it's the president does not mean that the president while while everybody supports him does not mean he speaks for every million millions and millions of republicans as well and again what they actually believe and so you're going to keep getting incidents like this happen when you keep telling like you said johnny like telling all of these kids that there is this authoritarian you know dictator at in the white house um and then look at all the millions of people that support him they think the exact same thing and they're going to come and they're going to deport people and they're going to go send them to concentration yeah, but you're camps also you're also talking about people that think when they see the meme of trump saying that he's going to run for 2045 and 2082 yeah. like they truly think he's going to run forever they do they do and that's that's where that's where we're starting at that these people are so blinded by their hate for the republicans for the hate of the republic and for the hate of trump that they don't see that and then you have these people that probably have no Republican friends whatsoever yeah and they only think of a Republican as an old white guy that's spewing out racist comments but then they see Hispanic or they see a female or they see someone that's that maybe that's gay or transgender that supports the president and they think that all hell has gone has gone wrong and I can tell you right now I know a lot of gay Republicans a lot of female Republicans a lot of supporters of that of that ideology and just because and when did sexual orientation dictate how you voted that's the stupidity of identity politics Politics. Yeah, I mean, there's there's reasons why I think that you know there was a separation on those issues for sure. Um, but again, as as young Republicans, I think that you know again, I think there's a lot more of a consensus on a lot of those things. But yeah, not there's, there's going to be a generational it, curve, yeah. you know, that we're going to go through, and, and we're already going through. I mean, even with as long as uh, as young as a legislature as we have now, let's say in Florida, you're seeing a very different perspective on those kind of issues. Yeah. I, I agree, and again, I, I think that again, it just speaks to um, again ignorance on on the left, um, and again, and it's irresponsibility by the media who keep saying things like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't get in trouble. Like they're mad about. A, a clip being put together of Nancy Pelosi ripping speeches, Doing which she, she did. did. Yeah. And they're not upset about the fact that they, they've referred to millions and millions of people as Nazis and they do it like almost on a weekly basis and it's totally normal well, now. Well, anyone yeah. that voted for Trump is a Nazi. Anyone yeah. that voted for Trump is a racist. And this is my thing. When when Pixar can give you a better understanding from The Incredibles, when <laughs> when everyone is a hero, then no one is a hero. When you're telling that everyone that you see is a racist or is a Nazi, then you're never going to be able to point them out when it actually yeah, does it's always happen. It's always fun being referred to as a Nazi as like a Jewish Republican too. Like it's always a fun thing, you know, that it seems like it happens. No, Actually. you don't think it's not I mean it hurts when people and we are we are always joking around here but yeah. this is a little bit serious that just because I'm a Republican then but my skin color doesn't match yeah. what I should be acting like or when I'm in a, when someone's commenting to me and they're assuming it's my wife that's in that it's the white <laughs> blonde that is commenting about like about Republican stuff when yeah. no I'm the big Hispanic guy that is commenting and so like it's it sucks and it's uh, super offensive but as a Republican of color you just you take it and you move on yeah being persecuted by the people who are telling you that you're being persecuted <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i put that clip together uh, if anyone else somehow. tells me that i have to use latinx i will stab them <laughs> in the face you have to listen to Bert threatening Kreischer, violence stupid Bert kreischer and uh, tom segura they call his cousin in peru on their latest podcast <laughs> and ask him about the latinx thing 
And I mean, it's it's so funny. You guys it's, do and it. I don't want to be racist, but it's white people, <laughs> white liberal people telling colored people how they should be talking to other colored people. How what? How is that not racist? But I digress. <laughs> All <laughs> right, I, we're gonna I, go ahead and uh, start to kind of bring this in with our final topic of the day. And uh, again, this one uh, hits right here at home. We're ending up on a, on a local topic. Uh, again, one that Jake just absolutely loves talking about, which is all for transportation. Currently getting a hearing in the Florida Supreme Court. Uh, and so far, for those of us who are against uh, being the highest sales tax in the state, um, we're, we're, we're starting to uh, celebrate, I would say, maybe a little preemptively. But so far, it looks like it's going in the right direction. In terms of appealing uh, the, what is it, one and a half percent tax? Um, yeah, he's not even paying attention. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it's the all for transportation tax. Uh, again, that was uh, passed uh, in uh, as a referendum. It was uh, done by ballot initiative. Uh, and so uh, Stacy White, along with uh, some other attorneys here in town, have made the case that uh, there's just all sorts of problems uh, with this piece of legislation, uh, as there typically is. Yeah. And I think it was very misleading. And uh, and and those things are starting to come to light, and uh, it could unravel the whole thing. Yeah, I think that what what you're seeing here is. Again, while this was all getting passed through and you had all of these people that were behind all for transportation and the millions and millions of dollars that were put behind this campaign um, so that they could, you know, again, get a one point five percent sales tax out of the, you know, the community. Um, it was written in a way that, you know, like the Democrats like to claim that it's it was written in a way people knew what they were voting for. Again, and, and I do think this is the attitude of the voters is that, you know, they just want transportation fixed and they thought that this was going to be the part where it actually uh, it would actually gets done, you know. <laughs> and I'm, just, I'm just looking at you. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not sure if you're ripping my my point up or you're ripping up everybody else's point. But anyway, um, so they <laughs> So the thing is, though, is that, um, you know, people people did expect that this is going to solve the transportation issue in Tampa. Um, but in the reality is that there it, again, it, it created a um, another extension of the, the county commission mm -hmm. where you have another uh, unelected body of people that are supposed to be determining what projects these are used on. Right. Like that's yeah. supposed to be the responsibility of the county commission, which is what Stacey White is saying. And all right? of them from within the city, of the majority of them from within the city. Of yeah, Tampa of course. Lawrence. And they're all yeah. from the city of Tampa. And, yeah. um, you know, I. I some some of us got really busy this week or else we were going to write an op-ed on <laughs> the situation. Uh -oh. um, I'm working on it. I was guys. on a parade, so that's um, what I did this weekend. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it's not on you. It's on me. I've been busy. Uh, but the uh, there, there really is a... Um, it's going through the courts now, and the courts sided with, you know, Stacey White's uh, opinion in the, in the lower courts, and yeah. now they're going up to the Supreme Court trying to fight it and say, like, no, 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 the whole thing should be enacted. Um, in reality, it's like I think they are going to do it piece by piece, and I think that what's going to end up happening here is, um, again, as like Republicans, like we want transportation to be solved, and people did vote for this, but what they didn't really vote for and what they didn't really want is, uh, again, a, a, an unconstitutional extra uh, layer of government that's unelected that's the ones determining where this goes. And then again, there's also other provisions in it that talk about what it can't be used on as well, which is includes things like roads like that, that need to be fixed. Yeah. And so there's oh, there's provisions yeah. in it that that don't really address the problems that people are really want to see like i think when when voters do read this when we're reading this as an amendment they're reading it as like it's just for transportation and not and not 
really getting into all the details. Um, and so the argument to me of, well, people know they're voting for, like they're just trying to thwart the will of the voters. I, I think that the that the amendment was written to ignore you know the will of of the voters a lot because of the fact that again like it added in all these extra little provisions and again the supreme court looks like it's going to side with stacy white because yeah. of the way it was written we know a lot of people that are super supportive of this of this position and they are super backing it and again we we these are our friends however those individuals that talk about well you're 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 going against the vote of the people you yourself by introducing this bill were were going around the people to begin with yeah. and you thought that just putting the language in in a certain way would allow for it to to go around it. No, we need to be. If you're going to tax me, I don't want new taxes. This we went from seven to eight point five percent income to, uh, uh, for the, the local taxes. Yeah. You feel it when you buy a car. You feel it when you buy a wash um, washer and dryer. You feel it when you're buying something at the supermarket. And so that's when people <laughs> that's when people actually feel <laughs> the increase of the taxes. And so yeah. my issue is this: the whole purpose of this country was fighting people uh, taxation without representation. If you're going to tax me and we're going to put you through, then I need to know who is responsible for making sure that these projects get done right. and who I can vote out of office if it gets done poorly. This took away the responsibility mm-hmm. of our elected officials and put it on a board that is not elected. And that's my biggest problem with this. And I that's what everyone's yeah. biggest point is. And, and, what, and, I, and one of the things I have not heard anybody bring up, and we talked about this yes. a couple weeks ago, is that we had a organization in Tampa, which was only a few years ago, called the uh, Public Transportation Commission, and it was the PTC. Yep. When Uber was coming in, they did things that were thwarting Uber, right? Um, kind of a little bit. Like, I actually kind of agreed with where they were going with it, but they were basically um, – uh, there was controversy around because again you have an unelected board mm-hmm. making decisions around transportation and we literally had to go to the the state to and eventually they, they decided to dissolve the whole thing so basically and democrats were complaining about this by the yes. way they were complaining about the ptc just two or three or four years ago whatever it was um and then it was abolished and now they went back on a, on the you know and created a new PTC. They renamed it something else, and they basically restaffed that board with other people who are going to do the projects that they want. And it's just, um, it people don't see what's going on here because again, uh, if you're at a broader level, if you're in the city of Tampa, like you just want your transportation fixed. Like you don't care about the weeds and we all of all of these and things. We all right? agree on that. But, we want transportation fixed. But that's the reality of what happened here. Like you dissolved a board that wasn't that was doing exactly the things that we're complaining about, and then you uh, replaced it with another board that's going to do the exact same things, but for the left. And now here we are. If and, they can introduce new taxes, they're going to do it. So do yeah. you guys agree that? The transportation issue should be fixed without this extra tax. We should be able to do it. No, I think everywhere I else think, in the country, no, no does I this think. without a one one and a half percent tax in their in their counties. I think we need. We are a very large, very integral part of the Tampa Bay area. Millions of people are passing through our ports, our airport, our roads, and there and there's really no way to figure out how to tax that properly. We need to be able to move forward and not get stuck and understand that we're going to need to figure out other ways to transport people. But, and there, I understand are, that but there are taxes out there already for it. I mean, there's gas taxes. Yeah, but that's, uh, but that's federal. That goes to the federal, and then we have to No, there's county it. taxes in there, too. We've got, the thing is, we, there's federal taxes that can be pulled from it. Like, uh, to Chris, to your point, 
I do think that Tampa could have solved a lot of these problems through public-private partnerships. I do think that they could solve a lot of these problems without a 1.5% sales tax, right? Like we have a, another 1% tax that we just voted in last time, uh, the last election as well, alongside of this, that was supposed to go and fix all of the schools and their air conditioning. Guess what? Their air conditionings aren't fixed yet. So, I mean, the the yeah exactly so so don't tell me like we need more money and we need we need to tax people to do it if you're not going to be able to manage the money correctly which is what it comes down to and what it what's always the argument when it comes to the the school board when it comes to you know your local elected officials like not the government is not capable of of taking large sums of money and applying it appropriately and and actually getting their money's worth out of contracts deciding on the right projects and then again not handing it to their friends well, that run you know x company we literally just fired the, the hillsborough county superintendent because of this issue not just that we also you know who else just got fired the the head of heart oh my god yeah. yes <laughs> so like so now we have 1.5 uh. you know percent of our sales tax going to an all for transportation fund that is largely going to go to buses and bus rapid transit which is just buses and you're and, not solving the problem you're adding the, to the problem and the person that is in charge of it is going down for like corruption and like illegally less than a handed. year i think you see you're less than a year I mean, and so you got knocked it, out it's Let's just put more cash there it's crazy and, so they, they, and that's where I, and that's where, and I agree that's with where you. the problem they is. cannot fix the problem with the money they have right now then you shouldn't be given more money you're not giving me a logical explanation of why you should be given more money if the buses were full if they were running at at high capacity then i could completely understand why a tax is if needed. they were running at full capacity they wouldn't need more money to go do anything right like people would pay for the bus but it's not a viable no. way of transporting people no, it's it's, subsidized. And, oh it's, and now everyone yeah, wants completely. free transportation where exactly. call free buses and everything else that doesn't make any sense you are going you need to pay for the mode of transportation that you are taking yeah, so just, that benefits no, that's, the entire society and that's the new solution. that's the new rallying cry oh from gosh. the far from the far left is now they want free public transportation well, and but it's not, there was it's a not huge demonstration left. in new york city um you know there, there was a huge protest in new york city where they practically shut down one of the subway um uh, tra stations uh because they were demanding free public transportation but, but that's the thing is that it's not just the far left that is pushing for this right like you know you have conversations with anybody that works in these industries right like someone that works at heart or name any other metropolitan um transit authority they're looking at you and they're going it's not supposed to make money literally quote i've heard this quote multiple times it's not supposed to make money it's supposed to be free and so it's not the far left necessarily johnny like it's the left yeah. they just yeah. everyone's accepted that transit never makes money but you need it and it actually is going to do better for the community and all that and there's a whole bunch of arguments behind it and again yeah. i think it's important to try and solve these problems i just feel like nobody's ever looking at again trying to move it to to private business that the people that are going to do it the right way people that are going to do it and again is going to be profitable for them like yeah probably because they're going to be the ones that actually have stake in it not trying to fumble around with a 1.5 percent sales tax with billions of dollars laying around a giant pot trying to figure out who gets it yeah by the way uh mr research over there i happen to look up the 2019 federal state and county tax rates on motor fuel and diesel fuel hillsborough county currently has 51.3 cents of total taxes on uh on gas 18.4 of that is uh is federal uh, and about seven of that is actually county. So seven so percent of fifty-one cents. No, seven of this fifty-one cents. That's literally what I just said. No, you said seven percent. No, that's a that's a 15%. difference. Fifteen percent. 
Seven, seven of. I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know where we're going. Anyway, with no, anyway, so, that the, we're already being taxed by the county uh, in yeah, our gas absolutely. consumption. And so again, it's a mismanagement of funds. It's the fact that they would rather, you know, spend it on other other, you know, pet projects rather than going out there and fixing the streets and the roads like, you know, like they should be. Well, I don't know how it is in Hillsborough, but I looked at my tax, uh, my county taxes for Hill, for Pinellas going up. And you're spending between 2 and 500 bucks a year on just um funding PSTA. Which you ride a has bus or also not? had people having to resign in the past for mismanagement <laughs> of funds. Like it, it's crazy to me that I have to like stand up on like a pedestal of like a podcast and like look at everybody in the face and be like, "Hey guys, like you know, I know you all want buses, but like, can you guys organize it and actually spend the money in the right place?" Like, I mean, again, you have all these people embroidered in controversy with all of these local like authorities, and again, it, and it's not money. being handled and right. And you want more money. money, and then you complain that we go and like file a lawsuit about it. Right? Look at like, look at two seventy five. We spent what a billion dollars reconstructing West Shore. Yeah, I don't want to talk about two seventy five. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Like Michelle yells at me every time <laughs> that I talk about the lane situation on I four. Oh, it's so but stupid. It, but that's the same conversation that they, I get yelled at when the air conditioner doesn't work at certain <laughs> schools. Exactly. With our with our underground teacher railroad comes to talk <laughs> well, to tell Republicans. You, I mean, hell, like I didn't go to school for engineering, but Jesus Christ, some of the stuff that they've done around here just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, because they pander to a, again, I've said this before, they pander to like one house where like they don't want to knock it down because of something, and then all of a sudden, like now we have to run one lane or sorry, five lanes of seventy five mile an hour traffic into one ninety degree lane because you have to go around this one house because it's historically important or something like that. Like whatever the right. reason is, like that's what ends up happening. You're talking well, about the American Italian building. I am you? not talking about any oh, building no, or person German in building. particular. I am talking about that, generally. I, I'm almost positive that's the building you're talking about. I am just generally which is talking a historical, about historical, nationally treasured landmark. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. County. I'm not talking about anything in particular. The freeway. I am talking. <laughs> I am talking about the fact that you run lane. They do. The engineers have to do stupid things that they wouldn't usually do based on political pressure to not to not either knock something down or again like they don't they want to avoid breaking up a neighborhood or something along those lines. Like, but again, like it's it's regional transit. And or they the want big, to separate a neighborhood. <laughs> like, like, or they want to re bring it back together. Yeah. The conversation of yeah. re getting rid of. 275 going north and reunifying <laughs> like um, Seminole Heights is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's in a my Seminole life. Heights idea, Anibal. What's going know, on over there? The, do you not go talk to all of them? I am your, one. You, are you in the community I'm, chats? I'm like the third Republican. <laughs> I, we actually am. The wife and I are, and we watch and we see how bad it gets with the scrolling. It just it gets fun. Yeah. But they want to turn it into like a boulevard. They want to tear it down. And I'm like, no. I want to be able to get on the highway <laughs> in two minutes and get where I need to go. And I think it's so ridiculous because they make these comments, these bold comments, and you're like, this, I could never, I, I can't, I don't understand how you got elected. <sighs> All right, Transit. well. That's uh, how we really feel. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, we had a lot to talk about, we certainly got it in uh, in a uh, shorter amount of time than we have in previous episodes, so kudos uh, to you guys for keeping it short and sweet. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank it's you so much for watching the Yard Sign. We're going to start bringing it in uh, to a close. I know the guys have uh, some announcements, so we're not done just yet. But again, we appreciate you. Please make sure you review and subscribe, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. The reviews mean everything. Uh, you know, just uh, a handful of reviews could put us on the front page. <laughs> so make sure you, you subscribe and leave us a review uh, on any of the platforms that you may be watching this show. What are you guys doing over there? <laughs> Oh, my God. Children, please. 
Oh, we're losing it. Hold on. Let me see. So I can watch you guys here in the <laughs> corner of my eye while I'm trying to close up the show. Anyhow, again, if you'd like to financially support the show, we do have our Patreon page up at patreon.com slash the yard sign. Anyways, announcements. Go, Aníbal. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna go first. I want to say one thing. Uh, announcement: The U.S. economy brought uh, in the month of January. That's not an announcement. Brought two hundred and twenty-four thousand oh jobs and increased uh, participation jobs, rate. Unable. I think it was awesome. Jobs, jobs, <laughs> jobs. We're creating more jobs. Anyway, do you? Do, I so mean, I do lots of jobs. The best jobs. I do. The have biggest an, jobs. Biggest jobs. So I do have an announcement. The first ship that was ever named for the Enterprise was actually. <laughs> a U.S. battleship oh in 1777. <laughs> we are talking about Star Trek on the end of... Yeah, please rip that up. Anyway, Chris, you have Nobody was around back then. <laughs> no, George Washington was around back then. Do you... <laughs> Thank you for the comments, everybody that's commented on my live stream. Uh, I appreciate the input. Helps me kind of guide where I'm going with my, my statements. Uh, please, more comments. Thank you for watching. Jake? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it again. I think that, uh, again, we have two panelists from TBYR going to be at Jesus, Tiger Bay so Club loud. tomorrow <laughs> at uh, around, I think it's at 6 p.m. is when it starts yes um, again they're going to have a round table of millennials in politics that's tomorrow night I think it's at the Cuban Club right I believe it's, it's a Cuban Club we will um, it's, it's, it's in Tampa Bay Young Republicans Facebook page uh, we posted it we posted the event it's on Facebook um, go see that um, again Anibal is going to be talking there um, I'll, I'll Bring some extra paper to rip up everything he's. Everything Jake he's will wrong be supervising about. as I make uh, a representation of the young Republican. And oh my God! I will time. buy you. I will buy you lunch if at the end of the panel <laughs> you rip up and there needs to be video or photographic documentation. If you rip up some papers at the end of the panel, I will buy you lunch or dinner. I will say this. Choice. I will say this. I will and I will let you record. <laughs> There will be a time where I'll have like I'll be either say like impeachment or like something <laughs> impeachment articles I'll rip it up that way. I promise I will do something on purpose tomorrow during the panel. If you are watching this and you're part of the panel ahead of time, do not tell on me. Oh, yeah, yeah, and um, and then again, there's also <laughs> and again come to that event. Um, again, uh, Tampa Bay Young Republicans. Um, a lot of what we're doing right now is uh, you're able to get involved as much as you want to be involved. Yes. We have a, again, it's 2020 election. There's all kinds of ways to get more involved. Um, Manatee County has an event coming up. Is it tonight or tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, night Manatee County, if you're watching in Manatee. Shout out to Amy. Shout Woo, out to Amy, Amy. and Manatee. Um, and then also come up to Tallahassee with us on the 21st, 21st, and, 21st 22nd. and 22nd. We have the Florida Federation of Young Republicans State quarterly that's happening uh, in Tallahassee that weekend. Um, it'll be great. We're going to have lots of elected officials there that are going to be meeting and sitting down with us and while we have our quarterly. And, and then us talk about strategy for 2020. Talk about strategy it's for It's really important. I mean, it's really important. Yeah. door knocking, uh, go canvassing local events. It's so important. If you agree with what we say in this podcast and you like what we have to promote, you can help out and you can help get people that you want to see elected in office. Create a, a Facebook page. Well, let, no, let me also, yeah. let me so also say this about the quarterlies because <laughs> I started going to the quarterlies pretty soon after getting involved with the Young Republicans. And what it did for my career, uh, what it's done for my social life, uh, just my life in general, it's 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 been amazing. You love and, that. Um, <laughs> 
The only reason why the only reason why we're still friends, you know. Well, yeah, you know. Again, it's I've made incredible friendships all throughout the state, uh, you know, that I've had to this day. You know, uh, what 13, 14 years later, and uh, and I, you know, I recommend it to everybody. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's it's definitely a social organization uh, as well as an activist organization. And uh, I, I again, I owe so much to the young Republicans, which is why I continue to be involved uh, until they kick me out, which I, I know they're working on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so again, I appreciate appreciate you watching. Keep supporting us. Uh, go donate to our Patreon. Be our first donator. <laughs> we need maybe we need donor. Support. Maybe donor. donor. Yeah. yeah. We need it. We need donors uh, because again, we the one thing that we're gonna do with any money that comes in from Patreon is use it to boost these episodes. I mean, if we make twenty dollars, twenty dollars is gonna go to boost this episode so more more young Republicans see it, oh, more yeah. people see it. Also, Happy Valentine's Day for those that are in couples that want to celebrate that time and. And also, I want to say, uh, I know, I know, I had to say it, the wife said it. Uh, shout out to Leona for being a um, supporter of us. And donate a dollar, please. We need it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I think next next week I won't be here, so you guys are going to have to try and carry on the torch uh, Who are me. we going to find a face? I, we, we, we actually might have a female oh, back we, on the show oh, next week. Oh, good. Mm, I'll, leave that, uh, I'll leave that as a teaser. Thank you again, everybody, for watching. Again, uh, find us on every social media platform. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week. So long. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> he hates us so much. <laughs>